0: Chapter 20 of The Heron Nest by W. Burt Foster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter 20 Uncle Calvert. Since the final estrangement of Uncle Calvert and the young herons, the only communication between the families had been carried on by a desultory correspondence of Aunt Nanny and Aunt Calvert. The young people naturally felt bitterly towards their maternal uncle, and seldom spoke of him. Billy himself had vowed never to call on him for assistance, no matter in what straits the family was placed, and he was happy when they pulled through their second winter at the heron nest without its being necessary to look to anybody for help. However, some knowledge of the progress of the herons in their undertaking had reached the calverts, for, in a roundabout way, Billy learned that their uncle frequently expressed his amazement that his nephew's crazy idea had not proven disastrous. Evidently, Mr. Calvert was changing his opinion regarding Billy's judgment, but there was no attempt made to span the breach between the two families at this time. Billy came home and took hold of Mr. Van Coe's greenhouse about the time that their own hotbeds were put in shape. A part of the money he had earned was expended in buying new sash, and the herons started the season with three times the area of hotbeds that they had previously owned. They had obtained a contract from a seed house for pot-grown tomato plants, and when the time came for the potting and hardening off of the plants in the cold frames, Pearl Mary took almost entire charge of that branch of the work this in addition to the care she gave the poultry and this spring she hatched nearly five hundred chicks the wooden hen for hours after this sis billy assured her if we are blessed this year as we have been in the past we can afford to buy or build incubators and next year begin hatching at a wholesale rate Jack will plant corn on three acres of upland, will build another crib, and you can consider yourself launched in as good a paying poultry business as there is in this part of the state. Billy's attempt at celery raising the year before had encouraged him to go in somewhat heavily for this crop, and celery, onions, and tomatoes bulked big on the mountain farm that year he did not have to neglect mr van ko's work and under his advice the banker's estate became one of the showplaces of the town that very first season before the farm work really began however the two boys and their father built the wide porch all around the bungalow the back part was enclosed for a summer kitchen and the improvement in the appearance of the structure from the front was really remarkable Why, I wouldn't exchange the bungalow for Mr. Van Coe's house, declared Pearl Mary. We've got a home now that we need not be ashamed of. There was a nice heifer-calf, born in March, and the mother cow came in fresh and was a great help to them. The cattle could be turned out on the upper pastures along the creek when the summer came, and the cost of keeping them until fall was practically nothing their interests were widening too for they had made friends among the neighboring farmers as well as in the village they still remained a particularly self-centered family in that their social desires were satisfied in each other and it was pearl mary that really served to knit the family so closely together she was a comfort to granny a necessity to aunt nanny and her oversight of mr heron was unwearying to the boys she continued the most inspiring motive of their daily lives the trio had faithfully kept the compact to hide from the old folks the fact that pearl mary knew she was not blood kin to them now she never seemed unhappy or moody over the fact of her unknown origin nor did jack display any of the gloom of spirit that had for a time clouded his existence since that first christmas eve at the heron nest the big fellow had been his old-time smiling if quiet self no more did he allow envy to disturb the serenity of his temper if pearl mary had chosen billy instead of him he was determined to subtract no atom from the sum total of their happiness by revealing his own pain and disappointment not that there was any particular display of affection between the girl and billy their confidence in and sympathy for each other never seemed to have been shaken that was all their intercourse merely remained unembarrassed after pearl mary's discovery that they were not really brother and sister but jack could never forget for a moment that the beautiful girl was not of his blood his self-restraint had rounded out and strengthened jack's character wonderfully during these months the rather abrupt thoughtless boy had become a quiet assured man Pearl Mary's own improvement had been marked. Physically, she was a beautiful girl, and had been such before, but her character had become softened, and she was less tempestuous. If she still felt keenly the fact that her parentage was unknown, she made no outward sign, yet Billy began to suspect that time had cured that hurt in the girl's soul, not at all. Harry, the mysterious wanderer, turned up like the proverbial bad penny this spring, as usual. Pearl Mary's interest in the fellow seemed more pronounced than ever before. Jack believed that her kindness to the tramp sprang from the fact that he had been the means of saving Billy from injury, but Billy himself had quite another idea regarding the girl's attitude toward the fellow. He suspected that Pearl Mary knew that Harry was aware of the mystery in her life, and could explain it. He did all he could to keep the tramp and Pearl Mary apart while the former lingered in the vicinity. The fellow was as bad as a dynamite bomb. Billy expected an explosion in the family at almost any moment while he remained on the place. And from watching the tramp and Pearl Mary, Billy's eyes began to be opened to the real attitude towards each other of the girl and Jack one evening when he came up from the van cove place and he and jack were having their usual talk about the work before supper pearl mary came from the hen runs with her basket of eggs and joined jack as the latter turned from his brother who was resting upon a log in the shade the girl did not observe the latter and billy watched the two unnoticed as they stopped in the path to speak to one another it was not what they said Some simple question and answer only passed between them. Jack smiled upon her, his handsome, open face aglow, his eyes shining as they always did when he turned his gaze in her direction. But when she had answered him, and the big fellow made off to perform some small task she had requested, Billy suddenly had a revelation. He made a discovery that really startled him. The girl did not move when Jack left her, but she looked after him, and there flashed into her face an expression that was illuminating to Billy's mind. He saw something in her eyes, something in her smile, something of revealed glory in her pure countenance that was like the cleaving open of the curtains of her soul. The young man was staggered for a moment by this chance glimpse into the holy of holies of the girl's being. It was a full minute before he could speak. She had turned away then, toward the house. Pearl Mary, Sister!' She started, guiltily. The crimson flamed instantly from the low neckband of her simple gown to the hair that curled so prettily about her temples. "'Billy!' she whispered. "'Are you here?' he beckoned her, and she slowly set down the basket she was carrying and came toward him. As she approached, there must have been that in his face which betrayed his suddenly acquired knowledge of her secret. She had put her hands behind her back and tried to look perfectly down at him, but Billy's steady gaze broke down her coquetry. Suddenly, she covered her blazing face with her hands and would have run from him had not Billy risen quickly and firmly seized her slender wrists. Dear, he said huskily. Look at me. She could not, and shook her head obstinately. Pearl Mary, you've had a secret from me. You have hidden it from your pal. How could you? How could you? He cried. With tender force, he drew her hands down and uncovered her face. The blue eyes were swimming with tears, but the sweet lips were all a-tremble with a smile that she could not control. You love him, cried Billy she gave him an eloquent look then broke away and ran leaving billy standing with arms outstretched his own face working strangely it was at this time that the herons younger members of the family at least were surprised beyond expression one afternoon to see a strange carriage drive up the soursby's lane the driver got down and opened their gate and the vehicle steadily mounted the rise toward the bungalow visitors at least those who came in livery turnouts from the city were not common at the Heron nest thunder gasped jack first to admit the wonder it's uncle calvert it was indeed the red-faced fleshy relative for whom neither jack nor billy possessed any fondness but they could not turn their backs upon him and refused to greet him when he came to their own door but their welcome was not exactly enthusiastic him it's not very easy to get to this place grumbled uncle calvert you certainly have shut yourselves away from everybody up here it doesn't seem to do us much good muttered jack but billy could not be discourteous to even so unwelcome a guest i am sorry if you found it difficult to find us he said now that you have arrived will you come into the house uncle calvert no i can speak to you here as well quite as well declared his relative but apparently somewhat uncertain how to approach the object that had brought him to the heron nest he gazed round upon the pleasant prospect and then back at the wide veranda with the comfortable rustic seats upon it at the scrim curtains pearl mary had looped back with big cherry-coloured bows at the windows and at the other signs of comfort about the place there was a patch of lawn before the door billy had seated it down the year previous and aunt nanny had already made a little garden at the foot of each veranda post where climbing plants were to be set in may the sweet peas were already showing above the soil altogether the heron nest and its surroundings made an attractive picture dear dear. "'said Uncle Calvert, with an air of saying it against his will. "'This really is a remarkably pretty place. "'And you own it, young man?' "'We are going to own it in time. "'We hold the deeds now,' said Billy, quietly. "'It will begin to pay us this year.' "'Him!' commented Uncle Calvert. "'Well, I drove out because Mrs. Calvert, a him your aunt i mean thought that perhaps you would take veronica for a while of course he hastened to add we would expect to pay her board i do not think that we could accommodate her she would not like it here said billy bluntly you don't understand mr calvert said there seemed to be something troubling his throat for he cleared it repeatedly as he spoke and he did not often look at Billy. She she wouldn't expect the accommodations she'd get at the hotel. She ain't been well lately. She's like my half sister Rose. You've heard me speak of Rose. Veronica's lived indoors too much, the doctors say. You know, Dr. Midgley has always attended our family. Just as he used to attend your folks, Billy. He was with your mother when she died added the man thoughtfully. Billy, surprised and puzzled, waited for him to continue. Midgley says Veronica needs out-of-door life. She needs to rough it. She's like a hothouse plant, he says. She's got a bad cough, and it worries her mother a whole lot. Now, Midgley, heard of how you folks were situated out here, and he tells me it is just the place for Veronica. "'She mustn't have any baby in "'Her mother's done too much of that.' "'Not that I blame her,' added Uncle Calvert hastily. "'She's our only child, you know.' "'Billy suddenly had a revelation of what the man meant, "'of how he felt. "'He suspected that Veronica was threatened with serious trouble, "'and he saw that Uncle Calvert was greatly shaken by his daughter's peril. "'Nothing less would have brought him so humbly to the heron's door.' But Billy was just. He knew what Veronica Calvert was, and he knew that the burden of her being here would fall upon other shoulders than his own. Besides, it had been Veronica who so cruelly shocked Pearl Mary with the revelation of her unknown parentage. Billy turned and saw his sister coming tripping down the path from the poultry runs, swinging her sunbonnet by its strings. He called to her, and not until she reached him did she look up and recognize Uncle Calvert. Her face paled, and she stared from the man in the carriage to Billy in sudden fear. Uncle Calvert was associated in her mind with that terrible day when he had so unkindly confirmed his daughter's story. What, what is it, Billy? she gasped, expecting nothing but evil from the unexpected visit. Billy took her hand and pressed it soothingly. Nothing to be frightened about, dear, he said. Uncle Calvert is in trouble. He has come to us to help him. His uncle winced at this plain statement of the case, but it was true, and he looked away. He was too disturbed to try and put the matter, as though it were he who were doing the favor, as would have been his usual way. Veronica is ill. Dr. Midgley suggests that she come out here and live for a while, that she may be built up, just as you have been built up, sister mine. Oh, ejaculated Pearl Mary, casting another glance at the anxious man in the carriage. Of of course, interposed Uncle Calvert, clearing his throat again. We will pay whatever is right for her board and lodging. That is not the point, sir. Billy returned quietly. It is Pearl Mary who must decide this. The trouble of having Veronica here, if it is if it is a trouble at all, must fall upon my sister's shoulders. She will be obliged to share her room with Veronica, and granny is too infirm now to take any additional burden upon herself. Pearl Mary runs the house. And Billy smiled at her approvingly. I I hope nothing I may have said in the past will influence Mary now, urged Uncle Calvert with painful hesitation. This, this is a very serious matter. I, I may say it. It's life or death for my daughter. He could scarcely control his voice. Billy and Pearl Mary had never seen Uncle Calvert moved in this way before. The doctor says her mother must not go with her. She must rough it by herself and there is no other place and no one else we know where we can trust her the ending of the speech was pitiful pearl mary gave billy a swift glance saw what was written in his countenance and turned to the anxious man with a smile dawning in her own pretty face of course let veronica come she exclaimed we can make shift care for her somehow if she doesn't expect too much I'll see Granny about it," and she whisked into the house. Uncle Calvert cleared his throat and tried to recover his usual pompous manner. He was not too generous in the offer he made, Billy, for his daughter's board at the bungalow. He had made concessions enough for one day. While they talked, Harry, the tramp, slouched around the corner of the house and idly approached the carriage. While he lingered at the Heron place the fellow kept himself looking fairly neat and trim. It was always his way to keep closely shaven, and he carried a shaving kit in his ragged clothes, whether he possessed a penny or not. He stared at Uncle Calvert, and once or twice that gentleman's gaze wandered to the tramp's face, lingering there for a moment, with what seemed to be a puzzled expression of countenance. Finally, Pearl Mary came out to say that Granny and Aunt Nanny were agreed that they could make veronica comfortable uncle calvert said she should come at once and was driving away when he looked again at the lingering harry the latter stared at the visitor in return and later showed much curiosity regarding billy's wealthy relative he asked all about mr calvert his business and where he lived if you paid less attention to other people's affairs harry and settled down to some business of your own you might yet amount to something in the world, remarked the disgusted Billy. But, gee, that would be work, exclaimed the tramp, grinning. End of chapter 20